How's it going, everybody, and welcome to Just Nobody's Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan. And I'm your host, Daniel. And today we're doing a podcast. Woo! Cobra Kai, guys, is back on Netflix. Oh my gosh. Was I was so excited for this to come. This podcast, we're going to talk about a lot of crazy things. We're going to talk about Cobra Kai. We're going to talk about Spider-Man No Way Home. We're going to be talking about some Disney theories. Toy Story, baby. We're also going to talk about a crazy theory about Paul McCartney. I'm a huge <laughs> Paul McCartney fan. I've been a Beatles fan since, like, the fourth grade. Oh, yeah. This theory's been around for a long time, that Paul McCartney really died in the 60s and yet he's still alive. And just for a backstory, like, I like the Beatles. Like, I, I'm a fan of their music, but Ryan is a whole nother level of a Beatles fan. I actually went to college, right? And I took a Beatles class. Yeah. That's where I met Leia, my girlfriend, in a Beatles class. What a crazy story. I know. If you're new to the channel, make sure you smash the subscribe button. And while you're at it, hit the like button. It really helps with the algorithm. I don't know. If you if it's free for you guys, if you just hit the like button for us. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, to start it off, I guess we got to go with Cobra Kai. Yeah, can we start off and say season four of Cobra Kai? I think it's the best season they've ever done. Oh, 100%. For a show that started on YouTube Red yeah. and is now on Netflix and is doing this well, it's crazy. I was really impressed by it. It was exactly. like the first thing on YouTube Red that was actually really good. Yeah, because especially because they brought back like Daniel LaRusso and Johnny. You know what I mean? Yeah. That it is it, insane. It made it really cool too how... You know, all these years, right, of the Karate Kid, yeah. you think Daniel LaRusso's the hero. Yeah. And you never really get a chance to look at the villains and understand that maybe they are okay people. And right. maybe they were wronged. Yeah. Because it does show, like, Johnny's side of the story. And I love that. Yeah. And you start to find out that Johnny is actually a really good person. But he was dealt a tough situation, like a tough home life and a yeah. lot of controversy that was unfair to him. Right. Oh, my gosh. Guys, this show is amazing. If you haven't seen season four yet, go watch it and you will binge the whole thing i watched it in maybe a day and a half i finished it like in a night really yeah so this past week if you guys missed it on tiktok i talked about a crazy theory about season five so cobra kai theory actually did this theory and he said that there's gonna be a crazy villain that's coming back in season five okay so see at the end of season four right we see crease get framed by terry silver for beating up stingray you know what i thought yeah i thought the police were gonna come and arrest terry silver and that was it for terry silver like that's what i thought i thought like, Terry Silver was, like, so, like, egotistical that he thought he could get away with it. Right, exactly. And they were coming to get him. Okay, so back to the theory, though. After Kreese gets taken away by the cops, Terry Silver tells him, I'll dig up a friend or two to come help with Cobra Kai while you're taking care of your legal troubles. Right. And we know the history of Cobra Kai show. Whenever a person gets on the phone and says, I'm going to call a friend. Yeah. Usually that means someone's coming back. <laughs> right. So the theory is that the one person that he's going to call is Mike Barnes, his number one student from Karate Kid 3. Yeah, I mean, it looks like it could happen. Right, it only makes sense that he brings back his number one student because when you really think about it, if you go back to Karate Kid 3, Terry Silver doesn't really have any other person that he could call right. besides Kreese and Mike. So we already know Kreese is like in jail. So the one person that will help him is his number one student. And we know in Karate Kid 3, Mike Barnes had two other friends. Snake and Dennis. Right. They're going to come along with Mike. And you said the actor who plays Mike Barnes has expressed that he wants to come back to Cobra Kai. Yeah, he doesn't say it like directly, but you can tell he's like hinting like, oh, I kind of want to come back, you know? But he doesn't want to like say it. Yeah. Because you know why he doesn't want to say it? Because he's in it. <laughs> he's probably under contract that he can't. Yeah. But you know what would be really cool? What? If Daniel and Mike Barnes fight again, uh -huh. street fight. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because as we saw throughout season four, right. they reference Rocky a lot. The movie Rocky. Yeah. And in Rocky 5, Rocky doesn't fight in the ring. No. He goes fights in the streets. Oh my, that would be so crazy. This week on TikTok, I talked about a crazy theory about Tori. Now, in Cobra Kai, we know the character Tori. She's a really tough girl. Oh, yeah. But she has a lot of like anger and 
Like she's dealt with a lot too, you know. Right. She comes off as like a bully. Yeah, she's she's pretty mean, man. And throughout the show, we never know what happens to her dad. We know that her dad left their family, but we don't know what happened. Right. We know she's just taking care of her mom and her brother. And as you said, right, Mike Barnes looks like he's gonna be coming back for season five. Yeah. Let's talk about Mike Barnes really quick, right? Mike Barnes, anger management, super hothead. Hundred percent. Yeah. A bully. Yep. He's the type of person could get himself in a lot of trouble. Oh yeah. So in season two of Cobra Kai, we see Tori first comes onto the show for the first time. Yeah. Somehow, she already knows how to fight really good. She said she's done kickboxing classes. Yeah. And it's kind of weird how she's so knowledgeable about fighting. She's a hothead. She's basically kind of like a Mike Barnes. Oh, yeah. We don't know anything about her dad. Nothing. Literally nothing. And the writers of this show know what they're doing, right? They're not oh, going to yeah. just, like, make her dad a mystery if there wasn't something to that. And what we see in season four is when her auntie, right, her evil auntie, confronts oh, yeah. Tori, Tori kind of snaps at her and gets mad. Mm -hmm. And then the auntie goes, whoa, hothead like your dad. For the writers to write that into the show, there's a... They're setting something up. Oh, 100% they are. So the theory is that Tori is the daughter of Mike Barnes. And in season five, when he comes back, Tori will reunite with her dad. It's, it's crazy how much the personalities match up. In the end of season four, right? Tori witnesses Silver paying off the refs so that Cobra Kai wins. You could tell like Tori's like really conflicted by that. And oh, it yeah. really bothers her. So I think in season five, we're going to explore that. Tori will try to expose Silver because she's like, I don't want to win that way. Yeah. You know, I don't want to win by cheating. And say Mike Barnes comes back and she's like, oh my gosh, my dad's back. And Terry Silver wants Mike Barnes to work with him at Cobra Kai. Mm -hmm. And Tori's like, okay, I got to tell my dad, you know, Terry Silver, he's a bad man. You know, he pays off the refs. Yeah. And Mike Barnes is going to be really conflicted because he he maybe he thinks Terry Silver's the greatest, right? Right. And he has to tell Tori, like, no, you're wrong. You know, he would never do that. Yeah. And Tori's, like, heartbroken. Mm -hmm. So could you imagine if Tori then goes to Miyagi-Do? That would be crazy. It really looks like Tori's going to leave Cobra Kai, though. It kind of does. But I like the, the theory that she would be conflicted if her dad came back to join Cobra Kai. Right, where she would feel like, gosh, I should stick around because my dad's here. Yeah. But also, at the end of season four, we finally get to see who Daniel's teaming up with. Yeah. What a shock that was. Oh my gosh. He is we finally see them teaming up together. Daniel and Chosen. It was a really cool moment because you're like, man, what's gonna happen to Daniel and Johnny if they're done? And then all of a sudden, Chosen's there. Yeah. He's the chosen one. Oh my <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. So back in season three, we learned that Chosen is a lot stronger than he was in Karate Kid 2. Yeah. He's a lot stronger now, even though he's a lot older. <laughs> and in season three, we finally see Chosen and Daniel have a rematch. Chosen clearly wipes out Daniel. Yeah, he made Daniel look like a like a little student. Yeah. He, and he's the master. <laughs> yeah, he honestly did. But we also saw that Chosen told Daniel, Miyagi's father taught my uncle and my uncle then taught me. But it's showing that Chosen might now be the most powerful fighter in the Cobra Kai show. Well, I think he's proven that. Yeah. The only person that might be able to have like a really good fight with him is Terry, Terry Silver. Silver. Can you imagine if we see a Terry Silver chosen fight that would be so crazy the two villains of daniel larusso fighting it out but also the theory is that since chosen knows the hidden secrets of miyagi do the students of miyagi do are finally going to reach their full potential and we're going to see them actually do some crazy fighting right because you know something about chosen's fighting style see daniel learned the defense side of miyagi do exactly where chosen he learned the offense side of miyagi do right which was never taught to daniel because chosen said that maybe miyagi thought you weren't strong enough for it or you weren't ready for it Right. Oh, it makes so much sense. It makes sense that when you're fighting somebody, yeah, defense is great. You're deflecting. You're not getting hit. But at the end of the day, the person's still going to be standing who you're fighting if all you're doing is defense, like you're blocking. Exactly. you got to have some offense in there, as we saw with Eagle Fang, right? Yeah. You have to have some offense in order to like end the fight, to exactly. win the fight. you got to have a little bit of both. Because even like right at the All-Valley Tournament, 
Sam says, what style do I use? Started to use both Miyagi-Do and Eagle Fang. So with Chosen coming back, right, with Daniel, yeah. we still have to address this huge issue that Daniel, LaRusso, and Johnny, they lost the bet to Crease and Silver. Oh, yeah. Right? And the bet is Daniel and Johnny can no longer teach karate in the valley, and they mm. have to shut down their dojo. So this is where, like, theories will come in. How are they going to continue? Yeah, how would they continue? Chosen opens up his own dojo. Oh. Daniel and Johnny say like, hey, like tell tells their students like, hey, look, we can't teach you anymore, mm -hmm. but Chosen can. Oh. And he can carry on what we were trying to teach you guys, but even better. He takes on the Eagle Fang kids and the Miyagi-Do kids, right? Mm -hmm. And Chosen creates his own dojo. Yeah. Daniel LaRusso, the way he gets around this whole issue with Terry Silver is that he actually becomes a student in the school oh. alongside his other students. Wait, that would make so much sense. He's actually getting taught how to fight, right? Yeah. And he's no longer teaching. Chosen could kind of like say like, hey, Daniel, what do you think here? And then Daniel could kind of hop in and give some pointers. But he can cover it up by being at the dojo as a student. And it kind of allows him to still work with the kids secretly. See, but that's a perfect opportunity for Daniel to now learn the hidden secrets of Miyagi-Do. Oh, my God. And Terry Silver can't say anything about that because technically Daniel's a student, not right. a teacher. There's also a theory, too, that Chosen and Daniel, they look at a map and you got the value. And they just find the border. Uh -huh. of the valley like where it ends and they just plop a dojo <laughs> right on the outside of the border yeah. so technically you know legally they're not in the valley anymore right a foot outside of the valley oh that'd be funny open up a dojo <laughs> and all the kids just drive to them still and technically terry silver can't say anything because they're no longer in the valley right it would make sense for chosen and daniel to like work together for a while because we know johnny's gonna go look for miguel right so he's gonna be out of the valley for a while i don't want to ruin it for anybody uh-huh but I saw some leaked photos for season five. And Miguel's dad, the actor, has been revealed. Are you serious? Miguel's dad is not Mike Barnes. Okay. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Okay, that's crazy. A lot of people have been saying that, though, that it's going to be Mike Barnes. But the one thing I did see in the season five photo leak. Oh, no. That Robbie and Johnny will be going down with to try to go find Miguel. Really? They're going to work together. Oh, that's actually really cool. Yeah. Because we do see Robbie and Johnny have, like, a redeeming moment together at the end. That's a crazy theory. It is. Well, now well, that's that we not a theory. That's not a theory. <laughs> so I saw this crazy theory about season five and possibly season six. Okay. Okay, so we've seen, like, a lot of people come back, right? Like, we saw Kreese, we see Terry Silver, but they're all Cobra Kai. Right. What about people that are on Daniel's side? Who's going to come back for Daniel and help out Daniel, right? So the theory is that the only one that's going to come back for Daniel is the next Karate Kid, Julie Pierce. Oh my gosh, Hilary Swank. Yeah, okay, so think about it. Julie Pierce, the other student of Miyagi, the only other student we see of Miyagi. Right. He teaches her, he... He goes to Boston and he teaches her and lives with her. Yeah. But if you look at Julie Pierce's personality, she's really aggressive. She has a lot of anger built up inside of her. So she's really aggressive towards people because her parents passed away in a car accident. But it shows that since she's aggressive and she was able to use Miyagi-Do karate, that she's a perfect balance between Johnny and Daniel. Oh, interesting. So she's going to be able to bridge the gap between Daniel and Johnny, be able to teach kids that have aggressiveness but want to use Miyagi-Do. When you think about it, she's the missing piece. She's basically like Robbie. Yeah. She has a lot of anger, but she's using Miyagi-Do successfully. We see like Johnny, right? He has a lot of anger and it takes him a while to warm up to Miyagi-Do teachings. Yeah. But see, Julie Pierce has mastered that. So the theory that how they're going to write her back into the story yeah. is that she has her own dojo out in Boston. Okay. And we know the All-Valley Tournament, every year they're trying to step it up, right? This past year, they did the girls competition and they did the skills competition right, right. the first time they've ever done that and they did like a point system now so the theory is that they're going to start inviting other states to step up oh, step up the competition that, that makes sense and we know in the next karate kid miyagi mentions daniel to julie and if we know 
Daniel is like a son to Miyagi. There's no way that Miyagi never mentioned Julie. Right. So it would make sense for them to finally meet and work together to finish what Miyagi started and take down Cobra Kai. Miyagi had to mention it to Daniel because, you know, throughout Cobra Kai, mm-hmm. Daniel's always saying like, oh, Mr. Miyagi, like, hang out with his kids, right? Yeah. That was after Julie Pierce. Right. So come on. Miyagi had to tell Daniel like, hey, I met a student in Boston. I yeah. helped her out. I want to see Julie Pierce come back. But there's another theory going around that I think is crazy, okay? A lot of theorizers are saying... The people that could come back is Jaden Smith and Jackie Chan. <laughs> so people are saying, like, since they're in China, and yeah, the tournament is trying to step up every year, that they could come back, and Jaden Smith will compete as a solo student with Jackie Chan. Uh-huh. That might bring a new dynamic. It with, could. What the show might need to grow, right? Yeah. If they bring in Kung Fu, that's like, wait, what? Here we are talking about Miyagi-Do and Chosen and all these people. Mm-hmm. But Kung Fu, that's different. It would make sense, though, because it's still like fighting and Jaden Smith would bring like a total different style. And keep in mind, Will Smith is still a producer on Cobra Kai. Oh. He's actually a part owner, I think, of the Karate Kid franchise. So, I mean, for him to bring back his son, I'm sure he, they're thinking about it. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Well, that would be so crazy, though. <laughs> but I at least think it would be cool to see him as like a cameo. Yeah. All right. So this week on TikTok, I talked about a crazy theory about Paul McCartney, and I actually read an article by Rolling Stone. And Rolling Stone's like one of the biggest pop culture rock music magazines mm-hmm. in the history of rock. Yeah. So three years ago, they wrote this crazy theory, but this theory's been around since like the 60s. Theory is that Paul McCartney, we all love him, that he actually died in 1966. And the Paul McCartney we see today performing is actually just a lookalike, but really he's just an actor pretending like he's the original Paul McCartney. Yeah, see, that's so crazy. Even when I was in college, when I was taking a class about Beatles history, uh-huh. this was like one of the topics we d- went over, like the Paul McCartney wow. theory about it. So as we saw, right, the Beatles were like huge. They had the popularity of like One Direction, Justin Bieber, all of them combined. Yeah. They were the biggest things. People would cry for them. They would faint for them. Right. Theory goes that the government and everybody involved with like the British government, they were all scared that it would create like hysteria, chaos mm. around the world and yeah. depression. So they wanted to hide the news that Paul McCartney died. Supposedly right after Paul McCartney died, the Beatles held this thing called a Paul McCartney lookalike competition. It was like an innocent thing where people could come in and like, if you look like Paul McCartney, come on down. We want to see what you got. See, that's so crazy. That's just weird. And the theory goes that they actually found somebody at the Paul McCartney lookalike competition to replace Paul. That's so insane. That's really sus when you think about it. Why out of all the Beatles, they pick Paul? Right, you got three other Beatles. Yeah. Like, why don't you do all four of them? Right, why don't you just do a Beatles lookalike challenge? Why yeah. does it have to be Paul McCartney lookalike challenge? Right. The Beatles, they got so sick of the government and everybody telling like, hey, you cannot tell anybody, right, that Paul McCartney died. Mm-hmm. So they said, screw it. We're just going to kind of like leak some clues in the songs. So the Beatles actually wrote a song called I Am The Walrus. And what's crazy about this is the word walrus actually means corpse, which is... <laughs> A dead body. When you told me that, that is crazy. I, I was shook. A couple years later, the Beatles wrote a song called Glass Onion. And John Lennon says, here's another clue for you all. The walrus was Paul. Okay? <laughs> so basically what he's saying is back when they sang I'm the walrus, right? The song about a dead body. Yeah. And now he's saying Paul McCartney is the walrus. So Paul, Paul McCartney is dead. Yeah. He's literally saying Paul is the corpse. Paul is dead. And then even on the Sgt. Pepper album, like a, couple, a year after Paul McCartney died, Supposedly, there's a theory that the Sgt. Pepper album cover, you see Paul McCartney look alike um, <laughs> wearing this blue suit, right? And on the side of his arm, it, it's a, there's like a patch on it that says OPD. OPD means officially pronounced dead. Yeah. I mean, why wear that? I mean, people right. are saying it's the Ontario Police Department. It could be that. It could right? be. Yeah, it's crazy because it, it all lines up. 
Yeah, I mean, even the freaking Sgt. Pepper album cover. Yeah. It's a funeral. Right. It is. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, what the heck? I never, I forgot, I totally forgot about that. Yeah, they're looking down at the grave. Oh my god. And, <laughs> oh my god. So moving on, this week I talked about a crazy Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness theory on TikTok. So apparently there's some huge possible rumors that Tobey Maguire is actually going to be coming back for Doctor Strange and Multiverse of Madness. And they said that he won't be taking off his mask, but he he may be in the movie wearing his Spider-Man mask and helping Doctor Strange. It's going to be so good if that <laughs> happens. Oh my gosh. Basically, this whole theory revolves around people that could come back. Mm-hmm. So we see recently there's a huge leak that Patrick Stewart, Professor Xavier, is actually going to be coming back from Multiverse of Madness. And there's concept art, official concept art. Yeah. And you actually see Professor Xavier in his X-Men gold chair. There's also reports that Magneto will be coming back. Okay, that duo is so insane to bring back. And there's many sources too, like confirming that possibly Reed Richards, the original one from Fantastic Four, is coming back. That'd be so crazy. And in the concept art, we see that Doctor Strange is being arrested by Ultron bots. It's actually been confirmed by some reporters. Uh Now, when I say confirmed by some reporters, I don't know if that necessarily means it's true, right? Obviously, there's some reporters out there that just confirm things that aren't true. Yeah. But apparently those Ultron bots are actually being controlled by a variant of Tony Stark. And we all know that there's huge rumors that Tom Cruise will be playing a variant of Tony Stark. I mean, I know a lot of people don't want that. Right. But, I mean, it would be kind of funny to see. We all feel that nobody will be able to replace Robert Downey Jr. No. No, that that role belongs to him. But it would be funny to see a new one come. Right. Like a different variant. When Marvel was trying to find an actor to play Iron Man... Mm-hmm. Tom Cruise was in the running yeah. for a possible candidate to be Tony Stark. So he must have some qualities that Marvel finds that he could do the Tony Stark character pretty good. Exactly, yeah. So there's also a theory that Chris Evans will be coming back, but not as Captain America. He'll actually be coming back as the Human Torch again. The crowd will go insane if that happens. Yeah, because like a reporter even asked him, hey, you know, with the multiverse open up now, like, what do you think? You think you come back? Chris Evans said, like, well, I don't know. I've been doing a lot of cameos recently, maybe. Yeah. I mean, come on. Yeah, come on. There's no way he's not doing another cameo. There's some reporters saying, that Chris Evans is actually coming back to play two characters in mm. Multiverse of Madness. He'll be coming back to play evil Hydra Captain America and Human Torch. I don't want to like start any rumors or anything, but I heard this. Okay. That Hugh Jackman might be coming back too. Like he's in talks with Marvel to come back for Multiverse of Madness as a cameo. So this week on TikTok, I also talked about a crazy theory about Andrew Garfield and how he's probably going to be coming back for Amazing Spider-Man 3. So in Amazing Spider-Man 2, when you know Harry's going on the Oscorp computer, you can actually see a bunch of files on the screen. And if you look closely on the bottom right corner, you can see a file that says Dr. Morbius file. Come on. That's pretty much saying that Morbius is in Andrew Garfield's universe. Yeah. And we know that in the in the Morbius trailer, he goes, I am Venom. Okay, yeah, that was... Okay, come on. And there's also a file on the screen that says Venom storage. Now, we know it's not the spider Venom because that's... If it was the spider Venom, then Harry would have just clicked it, right? Yeah, you would think, like, if Harry's looking for the spider Venom, right, he, like, realizes... He would just go back in there and try to look for the spider venom file. And then right above the venom storage, it says Ravencroft. And Ravencroft is where they held Jamie Foxx's Electro in Spider-Man 2, where he's being held and experimented on. But if you look at Venom, let there be Carnage, Ravencroft is where they're storing Shriek, who's Carnage's Cletus Cassidy's girlfriend. Yeah. It's the same place. So it looks like Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man is actually in the Venom universe, too. Right. And this all comes together because it's all part of the Sony universe, and they're all together. Okay, so also this past week, I talked about a crazy theory about Toy Story. Yeah. And who the true villain is in Toy Story 2. So we all think it's Al from Al's Toy Barn. I sure did. Oh, you know who I thought it was? I thought the true villain was like, what's his name? Pete? Oh, Stinky Pete. Stinky Pete. Okay, so top 10 beyond the screen did this crazy theory about the true villain of Toy Story 2. 
And the true villain is Wheezy the squeaker toy. Wheezy. Wheezy. Out of all people, Wheezy. It's so funny. Okay, so at the beginning of Toy Story 2, we see Andy's mom start a yard sale. And we also see that Wheezy's like up on the shelf with a broken squeaker. And he's like talking to Woody and telling Woody how long he's been up there. Yeah, he's giving him a sob story. Right, but then Andy's mom comes in and takes Wheezy and puts him in the yard sale box. Now, Wheezy doesn't try to save himself, doesn't try to move out of the way, doesn't try to do anything to get out of that box. Yeah. He so just the, sits there. Right. So the theory is that it was all part of his plan to get taken to that yard sale. Because think about it. If any of those toys got stuck at the yard sale, who's the one person that's going to go try to get them? Woody. Woody's the only one that's going to go try to help every single one of those toys. Yeah, for sure. Right. And Wheezy knew that. So his plan was to have Woody go save him, get stuck at the yard sale, and get sold. And that's exactly what happens. Woody goes down there, saves Wheezy, and gets knocked off a of Buster the dog and gets stuck taken by Al, and that's how all the events of Toy Story 2 happens. But Wheezy, as he's getting rescued, he doesn't try to help Woody at all. He just keeps going. Doesn't tell Buster to stop. He just keeps going. The theory is that Wheezy did it on purpose because <laughs> he, he knows that Woody is Andy's favorite toy. But obviously, Wheezy wants to be Andy's favorite toy. Everybody wants to be Andy's favorite toy. Right, they're all fighting for his attention. Exactly. We saw Woody get jealous of Buzz, so it makes sense that other toys are jealous of Woody. For it sure. makes total sense. But see... This theory broke my heart that Wheezy, the innocent Wheezy. Yeah, and then even at the end of Toy Story 2, like he says he got he got a new voice box or it's yeah. like fixed now, and now he could sing. And then all of a sudden he's like a totally different person. Okay, and think about this. If Wheezy came back into the house, who gave him the new squeaker? If the mom saw him again, don't you think she would go try to sell him? So it makes total sense that Wheezy is the true villain of Toy Story 2. That little dang penguin, man. Bad bird. <laughs> but I have a crazy new theory about Sid from Toy Story. I hate Sid. Yeah, I do too. <laughs> <laughs> but I saw this crazy Reddit post, okay? Okay. That Sid from Toy Story 1, right, he's super evil. We don't know why he's super evil. We never understand why. Yeah, we don't. Right? We don't really know a backstory on Sid. But this Reddit post crazy theory said that Sid's father is actually Al from Al's Toy Barn. What? Okay. What? I, okay. I know. Big it, Al. Big Al. I know it sounds super crazy. But think about it like this. Al is someone who's super obsessed with toys, right? He's kind of insane, too. Yeah, he'll do anything for those toys. Right. So the theory goes that since he was so crazy, Sid's mom divorced him, right? And split up the family. The only person that Sid blames is Al, his dad that paid attention to toys more than him. So it makes sense why Sid likes to torture toys. Oh, his yeah. dad was in love with toys and didn't pay attention to Sid. So Sid's going to torture toys, the only thing that reminds him of his dad. Well, that's a good theory. And in Toy Story 2, in Al's Toy Barn, we see the hottest toy is a Buzz Lightyear. Right. So when Sid got his hands on a Buzz Lightyear, what did he do? He ordered a firework to blow Buzz up. <laughs> yeah. Right? He didn't do that to any of the other toys. He changes toys into to different toys and tortures them, right? Right. He wanted to blow Buzz up because he knew... That toy reminded him so much of his dad because that's the number one toy at his dad's toy shop. Oh, interesting. That's right. good. And in Toy Story 1, we see like a, a guy like snoring on the couch, like watching TV, right? And Buzz like sees like his commercial on the TV uh -huh. that neglects Sid. And that's uh. why Sid is still upset that he gets no attention from a father figure. Wow. That's sad. It's sad. But it, it, it kind of justifies Sid. Right. You actually feel bad for Sid now. And think about it. At the end, he gets even more scarred 
because the toys come to life and try to haunt him. Wow, that's actually a good theory. Yeah, so it really shows how, like, Sid became who he was. It really does. It gives him more of, like, a backstory. But I think it's the time. Let's hear it. For a dumb ways to die. The part of the podcast where I question humanity. <laughs> okay, so starting off, there was a man who worked maintenance on a car wash. Okay. What he did was it, it was time for maintenance, so he, like, kind of put, like, cones around, like, saying, like, don't come in the car wash. It's closed for now. Okay. So he's cleaning, like, the, the washers, refilling the soap. He's washing the uh, spinning washers, but he notices the car wash turns on, and he sees someone pulling in and just went over the cone. What? And turned on the car wash, and his arm got stuck in the spinning washer, and he got really severely injured from spinning around. The car wash didn't stop. That's the crazy thing. And he was rushed to the hospital, but he died from his injuries. No. I was, like, really hopeful when he said, like, he got severely injured, like, he might survive. No, his injuries were so severe that he died. So his arm is stuck in, like, the thing that goes... Yeah. You know, like, those things that, like, spin yeah, around yeah, yeah, and hit yeah. the car? This one's going to be pretty obvious in the direction I'm going. But it's just so crazy. But it happens a lot. Okay. So there was a man who wanted to go impress this girl, right? Uh-huh. So he decided to enter himself in a taco eating contest. <laughs> no experience in professional eating. No experience in speed eating. Within the first few minutes of the competition, yeah, he is shoving tacos in his mouth. Just shoving them in. Drops to the ground. It, minutes into the competition, chokes to death. Oh. In a taco competition. Oh, my gosh. Okay, this last one. I'm just going to start. Okay, so this lady, right? She entered in this huge competition giveaway. Okay. Huge competition giveaway. Like, there was a lot of contestants. And the giveaway was called Hold Your Wee for a Wii. Okay? Hold your Wii. Hold for, your Wii for a Wii. Like a Wii game system. Nintendo game system. Okay, yeah. So the contestants had to drink as much water as they could without peeing, and whoever drank the most water wins a Wii gaming console. Oh my gosh. <laughs> okay, so the lady that entered participated, okay? A few water bottles in, she unfortunately threw up, and she got disqualified. So after she, she felt she failed, she went home, but immediately collapsed. Died on the spot from water intoxication. Oh my gosh. So that's when you drink too much water, right? You wouldn't, I would have never thought that drinking too much water is going to kill someone. Yeah, that's scary. Dang. And she didn't even get the Wii. She did not get the Wii. She lost twice. All right, guys. So this part of the podcast is called Whose Side Are You On? Where my girlfriend, Leia, will come on and read a real-life story that she found on Reddit where one person will say their side of the story and talk about, you know, am I right? Or is my boyfriend right? Or my girlfriend right? And it's basically like a, a drama, huge drama thing. <laughs> so if you like drama, stick around for this. And here is Leia. Whose side are you on? The bride versus the bridesmaid. Ooh, that sounds kind of spicy off the bat. <laughs> Am I wrong for expecting more from my was bridesmaid? So me, 22 female, and my partner, 24 male, have been together for seven years this October. We were supposed to be getting married this June, but due to COVID, we had to change our plans. We have a perfect relationship, and everything with us works so well with a few ups and downs, but I can say that he is nothing less than perfect for me. Our plans for our wedding have been so planned out and very organized. Everything is listed with an itinerary list and color coordinated. We have been planning this day for the past two years, so I really don't want anything to go wrong. So am I wrong for asking my bridesmaid to be more involved and available now that the wedding day is only a few months away? I understand that she has four children and she works, which can't be easy, but she decides to ignore me when I try to talk to her about anything we to do with the wedding. We went out the day we were supposed to get married, which was June 19th, and I invited everyone who was a part of the main day, bridesmaids, best man, parents, etc. I gave her plenty of notice, but yet she decides just not to turn up. 
It took her 10 days to get back to me. So I explained that I needed her to be more available as I have plans over the next few months. Hair, makeup trial, that sort of thing. She replied with, thanks for the offer, but go find someone more available. And has confirmed she's no longer coming to the wedding. So am I wrong? Whose side are you on? Whoa, wait a second. <laughs> she's a bleep. No, That's wait. crazy. <laughs> you you ask these people, right, to commit and be a part of your wedding. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, she just decides, like, nah, like, go find somebody else that's more available. But like, what is that? Ten days before the wedding? And wow. she's ignoring, like, whenever the bride brings up the wedding she's ignoring her wow wait that's crazy it's almost like the, the friend that's like the bridesmaid yeah is trying to sabotage her friend's wedding yeah she's like trying to make it like harder on her especially to commit to it because exactly. bridesmaid's a big part of the wedding exactly. right and keep in mind a wedding is like probably one of the most important days of your whole life mm-hmm. oh right? yeah so for someone to be disrespectful of that when you're a bridesmaid like and someone's getting married and you're being disrespectful like not responding and stuff yeah you're literally saying like your biggest day of your life means nothing to me. Yeah. Right. And the only reason why they had to postpone the plans was because of COVID. I mean, you should feel honored to be asked to be a bridesmaid. Yeah. Because that that's... means you're like her top like five or ten friends, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> she just said, nope. <laughs> that's actually crazy. Like just to go to like a dinner, right? You, you could have just said like, oh, I, I'm like really busy, but I'll show up for like a few minutes and I have to take off. Even if you don't really know the person or you feel like, man, like I don't really feel like i'm that close to the person yeah if someone asks you to be their bridesmaid or best or like groomsmen yeah right you should just do it right because obviously to that person you're very meaning like you mean a lot to them okay yeah she said she had like four kids and she's a working mom but you should have time to just make a quick call or a quick text you know that doesn't make sense that's just messed up we don't know like what people are going through right so maybe she has a lot of like things going on in her personal life that no one knows about that's true but communicate that right you know just say i know this is the biggest day of your life and i think since i care about you you should find someone else that can really make sure they do a good job for you right she should have said that at the beginning right yeah yeah or just not have committed at all but the longer you wait and you it turns into like okay so you're trying to make this about you now Mm -hmm. and you're trying to take away from this person's special day yeah exactly gosh that's really messed up yeah Yeah. you know when you wait that long it's almost like your excuses like that she has kids and stuff Mm -hmm. it wasn't even a thing yeah i mean to not to not reply for 10 days is a long time yeah Yeah. you tell me you didn't have a like the time to send a quick text in 10 days yeah especially because it was a commitment that she made yeah keep in mind we're talking about this one person's special day the best day of her life yeah the most important day of her life and you can't respond for 10 days to confirm or deny if you're gonna be able to help exactly that's i'm definitely on the bride side well with that being said thank you leia <laughs> yeah wait, 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 we gotta say so we are on the bride side the yes, bride for side sure the bride thank you leia. <laughs> Woo, leia dang that was a good one that was crazy actually i've heard of stories where like the best man will back out yeah that's really disgusting. like the best man that is like you got to think, like, that's probably, like, the person's brother or, like, right. You know well, I mean? the best man and the maid of honor, right, they carry a lot of responsibility to make sure the wedding is successful, right? That's true, yeah. Well, guys, on that note, we just want to say thank you so much for watching. Make sure you comment what you want us to talk about next week. As you saw throughout the video, we put the comments above our heads. 
that you guys suggested, and we want to continue to talk about things you want us to talk about. Also, if you're new to the channel and you made it this far, please hit the subscribe button. And while you're at it, please hit the like button. It helps a lot for the algorithm, right? Algorithm? Yeah. It's got to. Yeah. It's got to. Yeah. So if, it, if you feel, feel, feel generous, it doesn't cost you anything. <laughs> so we'll see you guys tomorrow on TikTok, and we'll see you guys next week on YouTube. YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. So we'll see you guys on the TikTok. God bless you guys. See ya. Love ya.